It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. I hope that you're having a great afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. We are live in studio. The heart and purpose of our show is to be able to get into God's Word together. If you've got a question about a section of Scripture, a particular verse, something going on in your relationship with the Lord. Also, maybe it's a question about things that are going on in your life. Love being able to talk about real things, get into God's Word together, go to God's throne room together. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. like to welcome all of our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey, as well as right here in Colorado. Thanks so much uh, for listening. Would like to begin today's show with reading a verse out of Jeremiah chapter 2. Uh, it's verse 2. It says, Go and cry in the hearing of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, I remember you, the kindness of your youth, the love of your betrothal, when you went after me in the wilderness, in a land not sown. God is speaking to the children of Israel, desiring for their love. And God always has intended to have a love-based relationship with us. Israel had forsaken the Lord and went after idols in a very gross way. And God is saying, I remember the day when you loved me. I remember when you were young and you were in the wilderness and we were in this betrothal uh, season. And ask yourself this question, am I in my first love relationship with the Lord or have I left my, my first love? And if perhaps we have left our first love, may today be the day where we remember our first works. We remember that purity that we have with the Lord, repent and redo those first works. Maybe when you first fell in love with the Lord, you couldn't get enough of the word. Uh, choose to get back into the word. Maybe you love to worship, start singing to the Lord again. Maybe it was that you couldn't stop telling people about Jesus. Get back uh, to that. So we're encouraged to give our love uh, to the Lord. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. Thank you for joining me. This is Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Our lines are open. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Anna in Fort Collins. Anna, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. All right. So I have a question. Um... I've been good friends with a friend, um, a girlfriend, for a long time, um, and I basically just have a question about um, confronting, um, I guess, what what is sin in her life um, in a loving way, um, and kind of how to go about that. Um, okay. So basically, what she's—I'm um, trying to think— um, she likes the concept of burlesque. Um, I think she likes the glamour of it more than she likes the appeal, um, you know, the sex appeal, I guess, of it. Um, okay. and she's been she's been really um, into it, and I think that she wants to become one, um, one of a, a dancer. I mean, um, and so okay. I see kind of a problem with that. She is a believer. Um, I just don't know. I don't want to come off as judgmental, um, mm -hmm. you know, or anything like that. But I, I do feel like I need to kind of talk to her about it. So, yeah, you, you bet. 
first of all is you know to talk to her is is the loving thing uh, in the mm-hmm. proverbs it says faithful is the wounds of a friend you know so a, a real friend is going to uh, talk to you uh, when you're doing something in your life that hurts God's heart uh, and is uh, destructive um, and then in Galatians 6, uh, uh, verse 1, it says, Brethren, if a man's overtaken in any uh, trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering mm-hmm. yourself, lest you be, be tempted. And so as you go to her, you want to go to her in gentleness and, and humility, uh, considering yourself, uh, and think, how would I like to be approached uh, if I were caught up in a, in a particular sin? And then also to bathe it in prayer, you know, to really ask God to give you specific wisdom on on how to be able to to talk with her. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I have these types of conversations, I I like to jot down three or four things um, on a post-it or on a piece of paper. Uh, I don't take that with me to the the conversation, but it's helped me to think through things that I want to communicate. It's helpful to share your Mm -hmm. heart, uh, let her know how much you care for her, um, that you've You've got her best interest in mind, um, and then and then share the things that are, are on your heart. Um, so that Galatians uh, six one hopefully can be a little bit of practical uh, advice as you uh, attempt to navigate this this conversation. Okay, so you think because mm-hmm. um, I was wondering about if I should text her about it or if it should be like a one you know like a face to face meeting or you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I would definitely I do it face face to face. You know, okay. I think it's uh, one. It's really easy on text for somebody to get defensive and to go go back and forth, like for it to go south uh, quickly. Um, yeah. So, so I think really doing it face to face would would be beneficial. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, Anna, can I pray for you and pray that God would really give you wisdom in this situation? Yes, for sure. Okay. God, thanks for Anna. Thanks for her calling in today. Uh, And Lord, I I pray for her friend that you would work in her life. Uh, Lord, that she would be, her friend would be reminded of her relationship with you and how much you love Mm -hmm. her. And you would give real wisdom to Anna as uh, she shares with her courage. And you would really pour out your spirit upon her. We pray for a good outcome uh, in this and Give Anna peace, Lord, as she uh, pursues this conversation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you, Anna. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Let's go to line two to Chris. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you doing, Pastor? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Good. What's on your mind today? Uh, well, um, I'm a Catholic, and I, I have a question. Um, in, in our belief, we're supposed to believe that uh, at the time of communion, uh, the Eucharist uh, is, is, actually, is actually, and wine is actually turned into the body and blood of Jesus, literally, uh-huh. flesh and blood. And I want to know if you if you believe that as well, and if so, I mean, I'm struggling with that. If you could help me with that. Yeah, you bet. Well, I do believe that uh, communion is very special. Uh, it's in- instituted by the Lord 
for us to remember uh, his broken body and, and his shed blood. Um, I don't think that uh, the the broken body uh, uh, and the blood, the the bread and the juice or, or the wine turns into the literal uh, body and blood of the, of the Lord. Uh, I, I think it's a symbol uh, that reminds us of the broken body of Christ and his shed blood, but doesn't literally become Christ's flesh and uh, Christ's uh, blood. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, uh, where Paul is talking about uh, communion, um, and, and he says, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. This is the cup and the new covenant my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Uh, I think it's symbolic uh, uh, that the bread and the cup is is a point of remembrance, but isn't the, the literal uh, body and blood uh, of the Lord. So, um, yeah, I guess to just be frank with you, I, I, I personally don't believe it, it is the literal body and blood of the Lord, but a symbol. So, the, so do you yeah. know why how that came about, why it is that Catholics believe that? You know, I'm not as well versed as I would like to be on on the the, the Catholic doctrine of the Eucharist. Um, so I don't know uh, the origins of it. Um, I would think that it is based off of their interpretation of uh, Christ's teaching when he instituted communion. Um, that they would they would look at that when Jesus says, "Take this is my body, which is broken for you." Uh, that that. Every time communion is celebrated, that it literally becomes the body and blood of the Lord. But unfortunately, I, I just don't know that they're teaching well enough. So, uh, how important do you think it is, uh, whether you believe or not? So, to me, it's not an issue of your salvation, uh, whether you believe that communion's a, a symbol or it's the literal body and blood of Christ because we're saved believing that Jesus died for our sins and on the cross and rose again inviting him to be the lord of our life we're not saved based upon uh, remembering communion you know communion's important in our in our relationship with the lord um so i don't think it's something uh, that that uh, is a, an issue that would determine someone's salvation, if that makes sense. That's that's what I was pretty much looking for. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, thank thank you very much for uh, the information. You bet. You bet. You Thanks for calling. God bless you, Chris. You too. All right. Bye right, bye. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Scott in Baltimore. Scott, welcome to the program. Hi, brother. Bless you for taking my call. Um, I just have a simple question. I just started doing an apologetics question and answer thing on Facebook just to reach out and see how everybody uses social media. I figured what a, what a better way to share the gospel. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I have that I'm not sure how to answer is, looking at Acts chapter 2, I can't remember what verse it is, it says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 7, when Jesus is talking, he says, narrow is the road to salvation. He says, you will be known by your fruits, a uh, uh, mm-hmm. big tree. Well, that's my issue. I'm like, well, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. And and but 
I do know that we're saved by grace, not by works, if any man should boast. Mm-hmm. Do you understand where my dilemma is? I'm not yeah. sure Yeah, I think I do, Scott. That. I think you're basically saying how do works fit in? Like, you know that we're saved by grace through faith in the work of Christ, but we also see Jesus teaching the importance of works. So how do the how do the two fit together? Basically, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. kind of the and question? I know, and I know James. And I know I believe, believe it's James says faith without works is dead. Yeah. Yep. So I'm just trying to line everything up, and I have no idea how to explain it. Yeah, you bet. So let me see if I can help. Uh, we do know that we're saved uh, by faith. Uh, in, in Romans ten nine, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Uh, and so we know that salvation is through faith. And then where the teaching of James comes in and also the teaching of Jesus comes in that you'll be known by your fruits is that if you have a genuine faith, in Christ, it is going to result in good fruits. So it's not that the fruit saves you, but the fruit is evidence of the fact that you do believe in Christ. So it's like throwing a rock into a pond. It's going to have an effect. It's going to, it's going to causes change. And so Christ accepts us as we are. We believe in him by faith. We're saved by grace. And then him being in our lives, there's going to start to be fruit, not perfection, but we're going to start to realize, wow, he is changing me. This is how I would have responded in the past before I knew Christ. And this is how I'm responding now. So we're saved by grace through faith and works are an evidence of that faith. Is that helpful? Yes. The, the only other thing that leads me, or I'm not sure how to take it, is narrow is the road that leads to salvation. So if I understand that we're all fallen human beings, we're all going to sin, but how far is enough? It's too much. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we are saved by the work of Christ upon the cross. And when Jesus says narrow is the way, I think he's referring to the fact of how many people uh, will not receive Jesus as their Savior. They won't believe in Christ. They won't submit to Christ as their Lord to, to allow Christ to be in control uh, of their life. Um, John fourteen six, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's a narrow statement. He's saying, I'm the only way for you to have, have salvation. Uh, and, and so in that sense, it's very exclusive. It, it's Jesus Christ alone uh, that, that can uh, save us. And so I think there'll be a lot of people that are unwilling to accept Christ uh, and surrender their lives to Christ. But, but Christ isn't saying, you know, here, here's the requirement. You've got to do this much works in order to know that you're saved. I mean, we know that we're saved because we trust in Christ's finished work upon the cross through faith. And then that faith starts to produce fruit in our lives. So the the narrow aspect is, is really speaking to the fact that salvation is exclusively only through Christ. That, may, that, okay, that, that, that solidifies it for me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Hey, Scott, can I All pray right, for you in this ministry that God's put on your heart and reaching out on Facebook? And can I, can I pray for you? Yes, please. Okay. 
God, thanks so much for Scott, and thanks for his love for you. Thanks for his desire to see people reached and have their questions answered. And as, as he's reaching out on Facebook and people are asking questions, pray you give him wisdom and discernment in your word. Really fill him up with your Holy Spirit. So we thank you for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You, you bet. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Word or things that are going on in your life, also you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Iris in New Jersey. Iris, welcome to the program. Are you there on line one, Iris? All right, looks like we lost Iris on line one. Let's try line two uh, with, with Francis here in Severance, Colorado. Francis, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, today I'm calling you because I'm asking for some prayers and strength to get us through a difficult time that we are facing, our family is facing right now. Um, we lost our four-year-old nephew. Um, he hmm. drowned on uh, Sunday, and he passed away at hmm. Children's Hospital on Tuesday. And hmm. Francis, I think I might have lost you there. So I heard your prayer request, and my heart really goes out to you and the loss of your four-year-old nephew and, and him drowning. And I want to lift you up to pr- in prayer and your whole entire family. So. Father, we, we lift up Francis to you, and Lord, our hearts just break. Lord, it's so difficult to see a young child pass away, and I pray that you would comfort them. Lord, you would give them peace that surpasses understanding, that would guard their heart and mind, that you would show them, uh, Lord, your comfort. Jesus, that you would be uh, their good shepherd, and you would lead them in this time to still waters and restore their soul. Lord, we thank you for the hope of eternal life. We thank you that their their nephew is, is with you, and I pray that you would give them tremendous amount of comfort. So we lift this whole family up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Francis, we'll be continuing to lift you and your family up in prayer and praying that God would, would comfort you. Let's go to line one to Bianca and Aurora. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I just have a prayer request for the ministry the Lord has entrusted to me because I really believe we're living in the end times now. And and I just like prayer that the Lord would give me wisdom to continue not only on my work I do on Facebook with the Pray for Israel group, but also for the work that what the Lord's called me to do with the Jewish community and all that stuff. Okay. So I right. just like prayer for all that. Absolutely. Yeah, well, let's pray. Father, thank you for Bianca, and we just lift her up to you, God, and thank you for the ministry that you've given her, and as she's wanting to be faithful, Lord, we know that our lives here are short, and we know that time is short, that we're 
coming close to your uh, soon return. And would you give her wisdom, Lord, as she uh, is reaching out to the Jewish people and uh, reaching out uh, to rally those to support Israel and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So would you encourage her? Would you protect her? And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Our phone lines are open. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Frank and Thornton. Frank, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Um, I just have a kind of a a quick, um, just uh, beginning of the program, you're talking about how when we're young we have, you know, so... um, overwhelmed with Christ in our life and how we get later in life, how we tend to lose that. And Mm -hmm. uh, my simple scenario, my simple question is this. When I was younger, um, going to church in Wisconsin, um, I looked up to our pastor with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, great admirations towards him and stuff. And uh, then I saw him um, lose his faith, I guess. I mean, he uh, mm-hmm. did some things that made him leave the church. He had an affair, and that mm-hmm. really crushed me as a young um, child. I was in 13, yeah. 14 years old. Kind of lost my faith. Okay. And, um, you know, Jesus just didn't give up on me. I mean, I definitely mm. um, found him again and probably as much into my faith now as I was when I was a child. Yeah. Now, I have another struggle is my marriage of 20-some years. It just fell apart just recently. Um, okay. My wife kind of took a total different path, and mm. now I'm kind of in that same situation. I haven't lost my faith in Jesus and in God, but I've kind of lost mm-hmm. my faith in people. And yeah. um, I'm going to struggle with the whole forgiveness thing, so I don't know what you would give me for advice yeah. or you know, encouragement. Yeah. Well, you know, Frank, I really appreciate it calling and this is really uh, heart questions and I think it's really important to decipher the difference between Christ and people right um, you know it's easy to get to point disappointed in God when people let us down and to just keep your focus on the Lord in the midst of uh, your your wife taking this this turn um, and then also to really ask God that, that he would comfort you and minister to you and be honest with them of Lord I'm having a hard time forgiving. Um, we find in the Gospels a man that said, I believe but help my unbelief. Uh, and God meets us in those prayers of, of honesty of, Lord, I'm having a hard time forgiving. I'm having a hard time trusting people, you know. So, well, I appreciate yeah. that. I really do. And um, yeah, just for me, I'm just really having, I'm, I'm, I'm totally throwing. I mean, my faith, I think, is stronger now than it's probably ever been because I really have really just sacrifice and just said, hey, I'm just going to go by your your will, and you put in front of me what you think I need to see, and I think he's doing that. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's doing it, but um, right now, yeah, my faith is just, every day I'm just grasping onto my faith and just really just, you know, praising God that I, you know, that he is showing me that he hasn't forgotten me, so. Yeah. Well, Frank, can I pray for you? Yes. Father, thanks for for Frank. Thanks for your faithfulness in his life. Thank you for never giving up on us. And I pray you would continue to strengthen his faith and his relationship with you 
uh, through this hardship. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would meet him in this battle with uh, forgiveness, Lord, and as it's a struggle to forgive, that you would meet him in a special way. So would you comfort him, heart, his heart and give him peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live, the number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line four to Joseph and Parker. Joseph, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm well, how are you? I just had a quick Good. question. Well, I don't know if it will be quick, but... <laughs> okay. Um, so... Uh, and I had kind of looked this up in different commentaries, but as referring to like when, you know, Jesus as the Son of God, um, is that according to an eternal nature, or did he become the Son of God? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, is that something that was taken on? Because uh, uh, I think it's Luke one thirty five when it's like, you know, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, that holy one who will be born to you will be called the Son of God, you know? So, mm -hmm. is did he, when he took on, like, human nature and was born, is that when he uh, became, like, the Son of God, or was he just, like, would you say that he was the Son of God according to, like, eternity? Yeah. So from my understanding, I think that Jesus is the Son of God throughout all of eternity. Okay. Uh, what we see in the Gospels is him coming in humanity. Uh, uh -huh. So basically, the Son of God in his divinity, and then in the Gospels we see his humanity. He never stopped being God. Uh, uh -huh. He was always, always God, even as a man here, here on earth. Um, and then as he died and rose again, he continues to be uh, the Son of God. But uh, the relationship with the Father and the Son, I think, is eternal, one that was uh, pre-existing prior to um, Christ coming as a man and being born as an infant in, in Bethlehem. So it seems as though that, that Christ, uh, you know, where I think we can look at biblically to try to find an answer is is that Jesus is the first and the last. He says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. You know, he, uh -huh. he's unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his eternal personhood has been the same. He's always been the Son of God. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was, it was um, because, and I was, I was kind of thinking through it, because there's, you know, there's some passages in, like, the Old Testament where I can, like, uh, with Daniel 3.25, like, the form of the fourth looks like the Son of God, and, uh, mm -hmm. like, Proverbs, I think it's 30, verse 8 or something, but mm -hmm. it says, you know, what is his name and what is his son's name, but I never, like, that was, I never knew if that was, uh, you know, like, proverbially speaking or prophetically speaking or, you know. Right, right. Yeah, and especially do, with that Proverbs one, do you think that's like? Do you think that's speaking literally? So, could you give me the reference on that one again? Uh, I Pro think it's Proverbs. Well, I know it's Proverbs thirty, uh, but I okay. think it's verse. Uh, it may be verse five. Proverbs thirty, verse five. Okay, let me see if I can find it here. Um, so, Proverbs thirty. Verse 5 is, Every word of God is pure. He's just shield to those who put their trust in him. 
kind of what's the sense of the verse? Uh, maybe um, you could paraphrase like, it for you know, me. Uh, it's saying like, you know, who uh, can roll the garments up in a wind, you know, who commands the tidal waves and all this. Uh, it's the... Uh, it's the wisdom of King uh, Lemuel, I think it is, but it starts out, uh-huh. it's like, I'm a fool and I know, have no knowledge of the Holy One. Okay. Like, so- that's what Sounds good. You know, let me look into that a little bit more, try to find that specific verse, and hang okay. on and put you on hold. We're going to go to a break, and then right, right after on. the break, we'll pick up the conversation, okay? Okay. All right, gang, stay with us. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Stay with us. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. If you have a question on your heart, things going on in your life, a question about Scripture, give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go back to line four with uh, Joseph. Joseph, are you still there with me? I am. Um, yeah, I'm still here. And I actually found that verse. I, I looked really quick. It's actually verse four. I apologize. Yeah, that's so, okay. Proverbs 30, I, verse four, yeah. That's great. Let's read it together. I'm going to start in verse three. It says, I neither have learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One who has ascended into heaven or who has descended, who has gathered the wind in his fist, who has bound the waters in the garment, who has established all the ends of the earth, what is his name and what is his son's name, if you know. So Solomon, are, are uh, yeah, it's actually not Solomon at this point. It's the, the words of a, of a guru, uh, but uh, it's saying, you know, how do I have knowledge of the Holy One? You know, who has done all these things? Obviously, it's God. And then I think your question at the end, what is his name and what is his son's name? I do think that that's pointing to Jesus. You okay. know, it's, it's it's showing us the mystery of the Trinity where there's the Father, the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit, uh, that they're, they're three distinct persons but yet one God. So okay. I think that does point to, to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's, because it was... It was kind of confusing to me because, like, uh, like I think Daniel three twenty five son is capitalized, but then that one is isn't capitalized. So, it's, is that an indication that the translator that like the translators don't think so? You know, capitalization when you go from Hebrew into uh, the English is done by the translators. You know, right. and so they're 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 like making a call on you know what what they feel and making some interpretation when they go ahead and put in uh, the capital letters uh-huh so you would like so it, like for instance do you think like that like the folk that thomas nelson like don't think so or like disagree or something you know what's interesting is like in i i have the new king james version um uh-huh. and 
Daniel 325, uh, the Son of God is capitalized. Right. You know? So I think different versions and different groups of translators are making an interpretation okay. on whether they feel like Daniel 325 was a Christophanes where Christ stepped into uh-huh. the pages of the Old Testament, or it's an angel that was like uh, the Son of God. So, th- okay. so there is two primary views on Daniel 3 with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. One is that that Christ stepped into the story, uh, and which is referred to as a Christophany, and it it was was Christ. The other is it was an angel that that had a likeness to the Son of God. So okay, well, hey, yeah. thank you so much. You Definitely bet. Great question. Answered a lot of the questions that I asked. So, well, keep thinking. That's a great thing. So God bless you, Joseph. Hey, likewise. Hey, catch you guys later. Okay, okay bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Tyler in Denver. Tyler, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I just want to say thanks, and I pray for all you guys often that the Lord just continues to give you wisdom, answering people's questions, and just bringing them closer to Jesus. Well, thanks, um, Tyler. Yeah, I've been going to this church for a while, and um, they talk a lot about prophecy. And um, Mm -hmm. even within the worship team, they talk about, like, prophetic worship. And I know Bethel uh, talks about that a lot, too. And um, I just, like, I've always kind of struggled with it, but I can't necessarily, like, um, put my finger on it scripturally. Um, So I thought I'd run some things by you. Um, yeah, just like modern prophecy, and I, I, I just I see it being really dangerous. Like, um, it's not like people are necessarily like like these people love Jesus. I've I've become close with them and friends with them, their family with them. I know that they're after God, and um, but it's just like it's dangerous. And I think that maybe because like my past, um, I was in the New Age and um, this like witchcraft and a lot of those things, and. So I would yeah. go to mediums and and uh, intuitive healers and things like that, and it just feels like a lot of the same same thing of like these people are calling out these like these things that feel like almost divination, and it's not necessary that you can't back what they're saying by scripture, but you also can't directly um, like directly like be like, oh, okay, I can take that to the scripture and be like, that was the word of God, um, right. And I've also had experiences with people where they're speaking scripture into my life and it's edifying and it's like, and I would say that that's more like, that would be more like prophecy um, Mm -hmm. in a real sense. But I just thought maybe you might have um, some advice. Like I know a lot of, um, a lot of what they've, what I've been able to get from them from the leadership is they'll go to first Corinthians. And when Paul talks about prophecy, you know, one word of prophecy Mm -hmm. is more powerful than, a thousand, and it's for edifying people, it's for edifying believers, um, but then, mm-hmm. you know, like, right after all of that prophecy talk, he says, like, and women should not speak in the church, they should be silent, and, you know, and then I'm, and I ask them, like, well, okay, then, you know, if you believe this, then, like, <laughs> do we, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, you know, I think that here's the the scriptural teaching, you know, First Corinthians 12 says, 
to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another kinds of tongues. And uh, you know, prophecy is is a manifestation of the spirit of of the overflow of the Holy Spirit. And so then, having said that, we know how the Holy Spirit works. Uh, the Holy Spirit's always going to line up with the Word of God if it's a true uh, word of prophecy. And it's always going to point people to Jesus Christ uh, because the, the role of the Holy Spirit is to, to magnify uh, Christ. I think there are genuine words of prophecy that God works through his body today. But with that, we have to be really careful uh, because people can throw a lot of things in the bucket of prophecy um, and get off track. And to me, it's always concerning in a movement if the focus is on prophecy over, uh, you know, the word of God, you know, where, where most of the time is given to seeking a word of prophecy instead of spending time together in God's word. Um, and then a lot of times those words of prophecy uh, can start not lining up with scripture. So I think you just want to always run a word of prophecy that someone's sharing uh, through scripture. Does it line up with scripture? Does it line up with the person and work of Christ? Does it line up with the book of Acts and the teaching of 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 the uh, uh, epistles? Um, and then uh, if it does, you know, I always kind of put it in a category in a file where it says uh, to be determined, you know, because if it's from the Lord, then right. it, it, it's going to come to pass. But if it's not from the Lord, then then maybe somebody got their wires crossed, you know. Right. And I guess so. that's what I just I worry about. I love these people. And it's like I was reading in Matthew, uh, I think it's 12 when, you know, Jesus says, like, by our words, we will be judged and by our words will be condemned. And like in Greek, the word word is like logos. That's like God inspired, you know, words. And just like, I don't know just how dangerous it is. It feels, I don't want to be fearful of like people who love the Lord, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, let me pray for you. I pray that God would yeah. give you wisdom. You. So God, thanks for Tyler and Lord, thanks for his discernment. I, I pray that you would continue to Give them a love for your word and ability to understand it and use your word as, as a filter. And Lord, I pray you give them wisdom on how to best love love this group. And Lord, you you know this church, and I pray this church would be centered on Jesus and centered on your word and that there would be uh, manifestations of your spirit as you will that uh, that are truly uh, from you. And so give Tyler wisdom and, and, and direct him in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for calling, Tyler. Pray that God will bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number's 303-690-3000. If you've got questions about the Word or things going on in your life, also you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Mark in New Jersey. Mark, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Pastor. It's uh, it's an honor to uh, be part of this uh ministry that you have. Um, I've been listening uh, to you for now, I guess, a couple months, and I got up enough nerve to uh, make this phone call. <laughs> well, th- well, thanks for calling, Mark. We, we appreciate you calling. Yes, I'm, I've been a believer for, uh, I guess, about 30 years now, and mm. 
And I've, I, you know, I've had my struggles. I you know, haven't walked a perfect walk, but it seems like I'm struggling with, um, for some reason, obsessive thinking and uh, uh, thoughts of condemnation. And I, I believe I know the root of it, but I don't understand when I, I go to God, and I ask Him to. Uh, uh, replenish me uh, with the Holy Spirit and fill me with uh, His uh, His thoughts and His His uh, power to overcome uh, these thoughts of condemnation. It seems like it comes mm-hmm. back a couple days later, mm-hmm. and okay. um, I um, I have a, a lady friend who uh, is a new convert, and uh, she wants to go to church with me for the first time as far as um, my church anyway. She's been to mm-hmm. Christian churches here and there. Yeah. But uh, she's a new believer, and I've been dating her now for about two years. Okay. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, what has happened, I made uh, a friend uh, over the Internet. that uh, We just became friends, and it lasted... Mm-hmm. A year, and uh, it seems like now this friend of mine uh, from overseas, uh, she seems to be getting to wanting to get to know me even more, and I'm getting confused because okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. my boundaries seem to be uh, waning. And then I ask God, you know, please guide me and help me just walk the walk. Yeah, but it's tough. It's tough. I, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I don't feel God's forgiveness. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. There's a verse in Second uh, Corinthians uh, ten, verse four and five. It says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but for mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God." bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And, you know, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren, so he wants you to live in condemnation. And sometimes we have to lay hold of God's forgiveness through faith. You know, we don't we don't feel it. Uh, our emotions are telling us that we're condemned, but we hold on to the truth of, of God's Word. So I'd like to really pray for you that God would um, allow you to take your thoughts captive and you know, as you're sorting out these these dating relationships, you know, I, I think of a, a verse in James where it says uh, the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And, and you know, you really can't uh, uh, be double-minded in terms of those relationships. At, at some point, you'll have to choose, you know, which way God's leading you there. So I pray that God would give you give you direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I ask for that. Sure. Well, yeah. Let me pray for you. Yeah. God, thanks for Mark, and Lord, thanks for 30 years of him being a believer, and Lord, we praise you for that. We thank you for that in his life, and Lord, uh, here of late, he's just struggled with condemnation. We know that Satan would, would love for us to live in guilt and shame and remorse, and we just ask, God, that you uh, would remind him of the finished work of the cross, of the power of the, the blood of yeah. Jesus, that he really is forgiven and that he could lay hold of that through faith and focus on that. And those those thoughts of condemnation could come in subjection uh, and, and obedience to Christ. And Lord, also, I pray you give him real wisdom as he tries to sort out uh, 
Lord, these these dating relationships and this new believer that he's been dating, but yet this friend that he's made as well. And just, just guide him. Pray for your will in his life. And we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I God bless you, David. It. And continue to do the good work you're doing. I mean, you're having a really big effect over here in New Jersey. And oh, well, uh, we, thanks, really, we, we really appreciate you. And uh, oh. I do I do uh, attend a Calvary Chapel church out here. And, uh, yeah, just keep it up. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. We, we f- feel it's a real privilege to, to be out on the East Coast and be broadcast out there. So God bless you guys, and th- thanks for calling, David. Uh, Mark, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark. Sorry about that. Yeah, no sorry. problem. All right. Okay. God bless you, Mark. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303 690 3000, or you can send a text at 720 We have another caller from New Jersey, David, on line one. David, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good to talk. I'm doing great. You. I'm doing good. How are you, Eric? I'm doing good. David, are you there on line one? Yes, yes. How, how are you today? Um, I'm fine. I'm good. Hey, would you mind uh, turning down your radio for for me? I think I'm picking up your radio some in the background there. All right. Are you still there, David? Yes. Yeah, I can hear. Thank you very much. I can I can hear you a lot better now. Um, so I listen to the, I listen to the radio a lot, the coverage up here, the preaching. Um, I even recently started attending the church. Um, that's oh, cool. awesome. But, yeah. And, but, uh, I've, I've had a question, uh, okay, I would, I'm from Nigeria. And uh, I've been out here in the country, the United States, for a while. Um, okay. And I have a, I have a, something going on in my life right now, and uh, in a lot of, it's been putting a lot of burden on me. Okay. And I just have a question, um, about why it's um, happening. Um, I want to know: Does God disappoint, or does I know the answer is no? But I still can't understand what God's plan for my life may be regarding this issue. Because it seemed to me like He gave me a blessing only to take it away. Hmm. I got a job. A really good job that I've been looking forward to. I've been praying about for a while. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't qualified for the job, even though I didn't have the necessary requirements for the job, um, um, I got I got it. God gave it okay. to me, and mm-hmm. it kept me as a huge testimony. I told my friends, my family, I celebrated the whole thing, and only to lose the job like a week after. Okay. And it became nice. I'm still positive and confused about that. I've prayed and prayed. I even fast and I try to, you know, 
you know, seek answers from God and understand what happened. Yeah. But to go wrong. And yeah. And I, I was I'm not sure what to think. So in Isaiah fifty five in verse eight it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than, than your thoughts. And I think it's very natural in time of trial for us to to wonder why. Um, and God doesn't answer the, the question why, uh, but he does ask us to trust him and, and to trust uh, that, that he's good and he's working all things together for the good to those that love God and are uh, called according to, to his purpose. And he has infinite wisdom, and sometimes he allows trial in our lives to teach us more about him, to grow us in character, to give us opportunity to be able to, to share him with others. And it's difficult to have disappointment and and, and loss of jobs and, and to have a blessing come and then for it to, to, to depart. Um, but the Lord is uh, teaching us and he's allowing us in the midst of those trials. In Romans 5, it says that, that we glory in tribulation because we know that tribulation produces hope and character and, and perseverance. Um, we do that through faith. And it's not easy, um, but I want to encourage you um, that the Lord does love you and he has a plan even in the midst of this disappointment. So would it be okay if I prayed with you? Um, yes, but but I, I, I kind of want to add to what you just said. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in a lot of that for some certain um, situations that uh, I find myself in, and mm-hmm. uh, for me to get out of it, I, I needed the help from others. And this job seemed to me like it was the it was the perfect, you know, means to help me out of it. And yeah, you know, it's I was at the point whereby I'd already made plans on. Started, I've made calls and you know promises to people that yes, I'm definitely gonna do it now. And God yeah. blessed me with his job and like me being disappointed, I disappointed everyone else. And yeah, it's I don't the Bible the Bible says he that is indebted and that has that and you know people you're like a slave to them. That's how I am uh, in a social state in a way. You know. So, yeah. Feel like I have to cower before people I'm indebted to. I have to, I have to run away from them to avoid. It. I, I don't understand why God put me in a situation like this. And I don't understand where I went wrong. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, and I'm yet to find I get the answer. You know, I was actually yeah. just talking about this yesterday with my friend, uh, my roommate. Um, uh huh. And uh, he he told me something that I thought okay might be the answer, but it's still it's still a button in my heart. He told me the same thing that you're kind of saying, but yeah, you I would know, like to pray though. Yeah, they're they're not easy answers, David. And let me let me pray for you and pray that God would would meet you and encourage you, Lord. I thank you for David, and Lord, my heart goes out to him as he lost this job and just has financial needs and 
has debt, Lord, and I pray that you would comfort him and that he would have your peace and you would meet with him the way that you met with Job as, as Job was going through trial. And Lord, we do thank you that you're good, that you're a loving father, and, and you do have a plan in the midst of pain. So would you encourage him? Also, Lord, would you provide for him? Would you open up doors of opportunity for, for him to have another job? So would you encourage David today? I thank you that he called in. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. God bless you, David. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number here is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text if you've got a text question, 720-336-0897. We've had some text questions that have come in. It says, can we please pray for the situation going on in Israel these days? Absolutely. Father, you tell us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Lord, as things have become more violent, uh, we pray that there would be an explosion of the knowledge of Christ, uh, that both uh, the Palestinians and the Jewish people would come to know you as the Messiah, and there would be true peace that's found in Jesus Christ. And so we lift up all of the turmoil and pray that you would work in a, in a great way. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for sending me that text question. Another text question that has uh, come in says, Hi, Pastor. 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 19 through 20 states, When you sacrifice food to idols, you're actually sacrificing to demons. My question is, does this principle extend past food? In other words, if I make watching TV an idol in my life, am I sacrificing my life to, to demons? So this is a very interesting section of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 10, 19 and 20. And it does allow us to understand that behind these idols that people were worshiping, there was a demonic entity. Uh, and we think of in the Old Testament with all of these nations that had idols and even God's people, uh, the nation of Israel, that there, there was a demonic element behind this. And I think that the same is true uh, in our lives today. We, we think of sexual sin. That, that's become an idol in our culture, in our society. And that was also a big part of the idolatry in the Old Testament that there's a demonic realm behind that because Satan and demons are wanting to rob, to kill, to steal, and destroy. And so how are they doing that? Uh, by sexual sin. So uh, we think of materialism. We think of, of loving money. You know, I think there is a demonic influence uh, behind that because it's going to lead to destruction uh, in our lives. So I do think that that principle uh, does go uh, beyond uh, food, that uh, behind the idols is the de demonic realm trying to pull us uh, away from the abundant life uh, in Christ. So thanks for uh, sending sending that in. I have a question about uh, people uh, that prayer and bad things happen to them. I feel so bad about the people being murdered, like the woman on the cruise ship. And so, uh, yeah, let's definitely uh, lift that up to the Lord. Um, uh, it is heartbreaking to see uh, people's lives being taken and, and murdered. And Lord, I thank you for this listener whose heart is burdened for those that um, 
are, are being murdered. And Lord, we just cry out to you. And we know the blood of this innocent people go before you uh, and it breaks your heart. And uh, we, we pray that there would be a real revival that would take place uh, in our country and throughout this world where people would value life and that they wouldn't murder God. And we pray for specifically uh, the front range here in Colorado and Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey, uh, that you would give us safety, Lord, and you would intervene in our behalf. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Another text question that has come in says, Hi, blessings. How are you? So my question today is regarding infertility. Uh, what does the Bible say about uh, fertility treatments? Please pray for my husband and I. We have two children, but would love to have more. However, we've been trying to conceive for three years and haven't been able to. Uh, so we are now looking into fertility treatments. I'm not sure, though, if this is uh, biblical. So... I'd love to pray for you uh, as well in this. I think this is something that uh, you will have to uh, seek the Lord on and continue to seek the Lord on that he would give you a peace about this. I don't think there's anything unbiblical about the, the fertility treatments. The way that I, I look at it is, is God has given us the ability to have these uh, uh, medical treatments. Um, and as you go through it, there's a lot wide variety of fertility uh, treatments. And there may be some that you have complete peace about and then others uh, that, that you don't. And I think the Lord will, will lead you through uh, that process and letting you know uh, what's inbounds and out of bounds. And in Colossians, Paul's letter to the Church of Colossae in chapter 3, he says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And that word rule literally means umpire, uh, where, where God's peace will let you know what's inbounds and out of bounds. So, Lord, I lift up this couple to you. I just pray, Lord, if it's your will, that you would allow them to have more children. It's their desire. And we know ultimately, God, that you're the one who opens and closes the womb. So we lift them up to you, comfort them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Calvary Live today. This is Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. It was great to be with you. I pray that God would bless you, that he would keep you, that he'd cause his face to shine upon you, and that you'd have a great weekend in the Lord. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.